3: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: Judges. How are you all? Hope you're all well in the chat. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, Into Lowell, unfortunately, but that hasn't stopped us um, from bringing you a show. Tonight, um, this is an idea that was thought up by my good friend, Danny the GFP. He's in the chat. We were talking about it the other night. So thank you very much, Danny, for letting me um, go ahead using your little idea. So we're we're, we're, we're going to
2: use that tonight. Harry, how are you, sir? Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad. It's been a busy day, so um, which is surprising because it's the international break and I was supposed to chill out, but it didn't work out like that. So looking forward to chatting Arsenal with you guys and unwinding a little bit.
3: Thank you very much indeed, mate. Pleasure to have you here. Dan, how are you? Very well, thank you, boys. I'm uh, I'm a bit surprised, really, that Prince William was... uh, was voted as the the sexiest, baldest man. I thought that Lee Judges might have got up there. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm,
1: I'm furious. I've wrote to the Queen. I tell you, I've wrote to the Queen.
2: I'd have have given it to Freddie Lundberg myself. Sorry, Judges.
1: I've never liked you, Aaron.
3: Never liked you.
2: I I, I would have been went up there, to be fair.
0: Um,
3: I'm good, thank you, though, Craig.
0: Good, that's good. Judges, how are you?
1: Oh yeah, I'm all good. I was going to today's episode is sponsored by Walnut Whip. Have you ever had one of these for a long, long time? Walnut Whip. I was going to have one, right? And I swear to you now, I'm going to have this on the show because it's got a nut on the top. Walnut Whip. That's why it's called Walnut Whip. I've looked at the f- 1,486 calories. It's gone, like out of the window. I'm not having one. I'm not, I'm not having it for that. What a joke! I'd rather have six miles,
0: bars. Anyway, carry on, lads, carry on. Well, you sure? Yeah, yeah? fine, fine. Okay, so as you would have seen from the thumbnail... I didn't take that That's good. I'm glad that's gone. Um, As you see from the thumbnail, the boys have got half an hour this evening to pick their ultimate Arsenal team. Um, Can be from any era, can be from whatever you like. You've got half an hour to do it, but then after the half an hour there comes a little twist where we'll spend another half an hour doing something. So Harry, goalkeeper in your ultimate, your ultimate Arsenal team, who would be your goalkeeper? We've all got to agree on this. You've all got
2: to agree on it. We've all got to agree. I'll Um, just sit
0: back and get me popcorn out of Harry and Dan. Jesus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to go with David Seaman. I know you can, you said we can pick from any era, but I didn't watch many of them before him. So it's hard for me. So I'll go with David Seaman, but I'm open on this one. If um, anyone has anything else, I, I also like Jens Lehmann a lot, but for longevity, I'll go with Seaman. Dan.
3: My favourite goalkeeper to watch was Jens Lehmann. Um, Bob Wilson and Pat Jens obviously deserve a mention, but um, I'm going to go with David Seaman with Harry. I don't think there's anyone that touches him, if I'm honest, in an Arsenal shirt. I just thought he was Mr. Safe fans, And uh, I think if you go back in history, you're going you're to see some fantastic goalkeepers. But I, I think he was underrated as a goalkeeper, David Seaman, because of the people that were surrounding him. I think if he, he was growing up in an era of Peter Schmeichel, Oliver Kahn, Van der Sar. And um, I think that everybody put them underneath, and I never thought he was. I thought he was outstanding. So I'm going to go David Seaman. David Seaman. Two for David Seaman. Judges?
1: Um, well, it's for me, like, the first goalkeeper I can remember playing for Arsenal was a guy called Jimmy Rimmer. was the first goalkeeper. Like, you know, um, um, I think he came from...
3: 19, Aspen, 1939, wasn't he? Was I No, no, no need to be facetious. He was four. You as well. As well.
1: No need for that. I'll have a word of your mum when I see a lot. Like. No need
3: for
0: it. You
1: know what I mean? Right. Um, but Pat, Wait, Jennings, sir, no? Pat Jennings was up there with... Um, Definitely, without without a doubt, up there with uh, David Seaman. But I think Pat Jennings really is a Tottenham man as well. Like you know, John Lukic deserves a mention. But for me, um, you know, John Lukic, by the way, is the first goalkeeper I see win a title. So, uh, but then David Seaman come along and was just different class. So yeah, I'm going with you on that, guys.
0: David Seaman. David Seaman gets the number one spot. Harry, right fullback.
2: Um I'm going to go with my favorite but again yeah, that's fine, I'm, yeah. I'm open to this right but my favorite right-full back at Arsenal was Lauren. Um I know a lot of people are going to say Lee Dixon as well mm-hmm. and that's a fair shout too.
0: I agree with you. Um, Lauren's mine as well. But
2: uh, yeah there was something about Lauren wasn't it? There? There's a bit more flair but also the steel as well and yeah top top player for me so and it just from my era so that's what I'm going to go with. Dan?
3: So I loved Lauren, and I also loved Bakri Sanya. I thought he was very underrated as a as a fullback. I thought he was class. Uh, if I'm going back in time, I think Pat Rice deserves a shout because of how fantastic he was, but I'm going to go with Lee Dixon. I, I thought Lee Dixon was outstanding and part of one of the best back lines I've ever seen. Um, he was just a, a 7 or 8 out of 10 every single game, Lee Dixon. I can't think of many bad games he had, and um, I think he deserves to be in the team. So I'm going to go Lee Dixon. Okay, one for Lee Dixon, one for Lauren. Uh, Lee, great shout, Pat Rice. Terrific defender.
1: best Best fullback I've seen at Arsenal um, was uh, Viv Anderson, to be honest. But uh, didn't play. Been play long enough. Played for a couple of years. Was sensational at, at right back. But again, we're going to go for longevity. Is that the word I'm looking for? Like you know what I mean? Uh, oh, look going at that! For, I am going yeah. for. He's Lee. been learning,
0: has not he? I am it.
1: I'm going I'm for Lee,
0: Lee Dixon. Lee Dixon. So two for Lee Dixon, one for Laurent. Um, so unfortunately, well, I'm not saying unfortunately, but as the votes go, that's Lee Dixon in at right back.
2: Uh, first centre-half, Harry? Mr. Arsenal. It's got to be course, Tony of Adams. Of course. No question about There's it.
0: There's no quit. I mean, I don't think we need
3: to. Uh, Dan? <laughs>
2: Straight in. One of the first names on the team sheet for me.
3: Absolutely. So it has to be. Absolutely, and Lee Tony Adams. Let's I think we could
1: around three. Let's make it three. Yeah. Yes,
0: I think so. I think everyone. Um, every. I think this. He goes into anyone's ultimate Arsenal team. I think. Uh, what about the second centre back then?
2: Tough one. I'll go with Sol Campbell because it's obviously an an incredible time in Arsenal's history. I thought he was solid. I thought he was. Not just a really good defender, but physically, literally untouchable. People bounce off him when mm. they ran into him. Also, you got to think, right, that he came... I know we were a lot better than Spurs at the time, right? So making the move was obviously an upgrade for him. But all the shit he got for that, and he still, like, just blocked it out. I think mm. he's incredibly strong mentally as well. I know there's other players, you know, the Steve Bolds, uh, the Martin Keones that people might bring into the conversation as well. And, and obviously players before that as well. Um, was George Graham a centre half? No, no centre wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, there's a there's there's a lot of names over the years, but again, I, I've got to stick to my era and what I remember, yeah. and, and I'll go with Sol.
0: Absolutely, I, Sol Campbell again. I mean, he still, you got one about um, all the shit that he took. He still trolls Spurs fans to this day. Yeah, exactly, on, and, on social media, and
3: I love it. I love it when he does it. I love yeah, it. It's too. So
0: good to see. Uh, Dan,
3: second centre half. Yeah, it's difficult like Harry for me because I didn't go back in time to to the Frank McClintocks and even the David O'Leary's um, because they were both class uh, mm. from what I hear. I can't look past Sol Campbell, man. I mean, Keon and Bold deserve a mention, but Sol Campbell to come like he did, the way that he came. And I think, Lee, I think it might have been you who said it with me that we didn't notice Tony Adams had gone because yeah, Sol Campbell thought, just, yeah. slotted, just slotted straight in. So I've got to go with Sol Campbell, man. I can't not.
0: He's a bit like our Virgil van Dijk,ly isn't he, Sol Campbell? Yeah. Uh,
3: uh, listen, we've had we've been blessed with good central defenders
1: through all my Arsenal times. You know what I mean? Steve Bold definitely needs to get a, uh, a mention. Martin Keown, I think, is most probably the underrated one because he never does get the, the the credit that he deserves. He was superb, as was Frank McClintock. David o- David O'Leary before he if he played now, David O'Leary would be worth you know millions because he could, he was a ball-playing central defender in a world where it was not like that. Brilliant central defender. Got to give a little mention of uh, Willie Young. You know what I mean? Like uh, Fantastic, like, you know.
2: Biggest Willie in the land.
1: Oh, uh, biggest Willie in the land. He shot, he come all over Terry's bum. Willie <laughs> really Young. That's what the Spurs fans used to sing, like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah.
0: There goes a bottle of wine
1: this month. Great banter, like, yeah. I mean, sorry about that. but that's what I
0: That's <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't worry yeah,
3: Craig Locks, Diet yeah. Craig Craig Coke Don't worry Lee
1: You're alright yeah. sure I'll take it out of me McDonald's order
0: yeah. I don't <laughs> care.
1: So uh, But the one reason I go Sol Campbell And I tell that Is that Tony Adams Will get into Every single Arsenal 11 But when he When he left And was replaced By Sol Campbell No one turned around And no one I've ever heard On the stands Go God we missed Tony Adams today And I think that Says it all About Sol Campbell
2: Absolutely, I do, I, yeah. I, I do feel a tiny bit guilty about leaving McClintock out though. Double winning captain, I, like it. it, it was, I, I didn't really, see, I didn't really see him yeah. too much. That's that's, I mean? that's that's why really. as well. That's that's why I left him out because of that.
1: Peter Simpson um, in him mate, had a fantastic. Well, well, watch all the video, you know, games on TV and videos and all that like, you know. And if you've ever got a chance to have a look back at the old um, things on Sunday mornings at the minute on the big match revisited, seeing the old games and all that. See some classic players on there and, and Peter Simpson was up there. Great, great. Um, uh, you know, all the way through Arsenal, I'll probably you know, someone just mentioned in the chat, 1930s. I bet we had two good center halves in as well.
0: Mm. okay Okay. This, uh, this one could be quite tough because we've, we've had a few
2: good left backs. Uh, Harry left back. This one's easy for me, man. If we're talking about ability and quality, it's, it's actually Cole. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would think he's probably England's greatest ever left back, um, let alone Arsenal. So yeah, the, I know people going to say Kenny Sansa, mm-hmm. Um but I, I think football, and it's not to take away anything from the players back in the day, but I think football's progressed and and they've developed, and the pl- the best players now, I think, are better than most of the best players back then because I back think. Then, the games moved on, and and so. Oh, absolutely! The, I, I can't. Ashley Cole didn't just do it at Arsenal, did he? He went, he went and done it at Chelsea. He done it at England level. I just think he's unbelievable. But I hate him for, for the way he left us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, as That's a player, all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: someone coming in there with Andre Santos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's a cult hero.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> Dan. Uh, this is hard for me because I don't like to admit how decent this geezer was. Um, probably the best left back in the world at one stage, in my opinion. And I don't know that Kenny Sansom was. Maybe someone can prove to me that he was. I wasn't around to see it. But Ashley Cole certainly took over from Paolo Maldini and Roberto Carlos, in my opinion, as being the best left back in the world between the years 2000 to 2008. I don't think there was a left back that could even come close to him. I hated the way he left. I hated that he went and won everything with Chelsea. Do I blame him? Absolutely not one bit because if you ask me to go and play next to John Terry and Frank Lampard or Sendor or DeNielsen, I'd be going to play with Frank Lampard and John Terry and winning trophies. And look what he did. He went and won everything there is to win in football. This guy was exceptional and I cannot accept anyone else being ahead of him. So I'm with Harry. I'm not I'm not liking this. Me and Harry are agreeing too much tonight. I'm I'm not I'm not a fan <laughs> of this. What's up? I, I thought you were going to say
2: Kieran Tierney because he trains in short sleeve. I expected something like that. <laughs> it
3: was, was going to be between, so it was, it was, it was between him or Kolasinac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee, who are you going
1: for at left-back? Well, back, I think this is a really interesting one because Kieran Tierney wouldn't even get in the top four at this moment in time of left-backs. and actually, And he's a very, very good left-back. We have been blessed with the two best left-backs of their era in the world at one stage, and that would be Kenny Sampson and uh, Ashley Cole. Kenny Sampson, I think, is slightly better than Ashley Cole defensively, but I felt that probably Ashley was a little bit better going forward. But they're both fantastic um, left-backs, you know what I mean? I have to mention Nigel Winterburn, you know, for for what he'd done at the club. Probably, like, one of the most successful left-backs we've ever had and probably like, you know, and I, I, when I do see him, I always say i oh, the third, third best left back we've ever had. Like, you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of stick. But uh, he was an absolutely brilliant left back as well. Sammy Nelson has to go down as another one for me uh, as a great left back. But for me, uh, I would go Kenny Sampson, but I'm being outvoted by these two whippersnappers. So uh, it is definitely, um, uh, I'm going to have to go with Ashley Cole. But I'll tell you Excellent. what, not, not a lot in it between him and Kenny Sampson.
0: Kenny right Samson, though. yeah, not a lot. Very close, fantastic very close indeed. Fantastic player he was. Let's go for... So what we'll do is we'll do 4-4-2, right? So right, right midfielder or right winger? Whatever whatever takes your fancy, right-sided player. Um, so, Harry, right
2: wing, right midfield? Oh, um, I'm going to have to go with Freddie Lundberg. I'm going to have to go with Freddie Lundberg because not only did he have incredible work rate and really like putting a shift for the team, he had this knack of getting into the box and scoring mm-hmm. goals as well. And and he, he was a match winner on so many occasions. And that for me is, is invaluable. Players that can step up when the, the moments, you know, when the moment's mm-hmm. right and, and make themselves heroes. I think he was just an incredible player. Again, I, I completely accept that people are going to have thoughts of, of players maybe that played before him you know during my time you know who are the, the right wingers that really stayed at Arsenal and, and did something with their careers you know people some, some might say Ray Parler but not in the same class of player yes a very good servant to the club a very hard worker but Freddie Lundberg for me was, was mm. just a, a better footballer so say.
0: When I go back to, when, when you when you rinse out all those names, the amount of goals that we used to get from midfield, yeah. Perez, Lundberg, Parler, how are we missing that now, right now, this minute at Arsenal, um, missing those goals coming from midfield? Dan, who would be your right-sided player?
3: Well, you lot have screwed me over here massively, haven't you? You've massively screwed me over here. I wanted to go 4-3-3 because later on, we're going to be having a massive argument now. Okay, if you're not going to go 4-3-3 and we're going to go right midfield, I am going to go with my head and heart and go for Rocky on the right.
0: So I might have to come with that, yeah.
3: Absolutely Because it's between, it's between him and Alexis Sanchez, if I'm honest. <clears throat> um, I thought that, I thought Sanchez carried that Arsenal team more than Freddie, as much as I love Freddie Lundberg. thought he was outstanding. Ray Parlour was very underrated. But I'm going to go with Rocky because I think the mentality the way that he wore the shirt a little bit before my time, if I'm honest with you. Um, but the way he came through and how sensational he was, he was, he was basically like watching a Brazilian in South London, wasn't he? So I'm going to go for Rocky. Um, God bless him, man. How fitting it would be to put him in the team on this day. So I'll go Absolutely. for
0: Rocky. Absolutely.
3: Judges? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Listen, uh, you know, great shouts
1: uh, on the right-hand side. Lundberg has to be considered. Uh, you know, Sanchez, if you want to go onto on that side, has to be considered. Paul Merson has to be considered as well. You know what I mean? He was outstanding for Arsenal for, for a long while. Um, scorer of goals, brilliant of um, creator of goals as well. One of my favourite players, by the way, Paul Merson. I thought he was fantastic. David Rowe for three years at Arsenal was just absolutely sensational. And I mean sensational. I've seen he done things. He'd done a step over, which had me turning in the stands at times. I don't know how he'd done it. He was brilliant. Uh, really, really tough one on, on, on this one for me, but I think maybe a little bit of sentimental goes with it as well for me. So uh, Rocky gets it for me, but you know, Freddie was fantastic. Ray Parler underrated in that role because in that 1998 side, he was as good as anything on the right hand mm. side. He was like, you know, uh, he'd done a little bit of everything. In that, uh, 98. And I, and I know, like, you can tell about, uh, Ray Parl, He was the player of the season that year in a double winning side. That, that tells you how underrated he actually was, you know, but I, I tend to agree with Harry. He was like, one, not one of the greatest ever players, but would definitely be in your favorites. Um,
0: Arsenal. I remember. Play. I remember his debut. He gave away a penalty against Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool, it? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Great, great. <laughs> I tell you what about Ray Parlour. He give every little ounce of ability. He he give it to the to the maximum. Like, he got every bit of ability out of his body that he possibly could, and that's a magnificent thing to say. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and and I can tell you that when he does himself under under services undervalues himself as a player himself. So. Great, great player, but I think just Rocky for that first three, three or four years, you know, won us the title in that first year he was absolutely sensational on that '89 side, um, and then injuries took their toll. But uh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, it is,
0: it is the you know it's the 20th anniversary um, on the thirty first of his death. Um, David rowcastle Lee, I you know I started supporting Arsenal around '88, '89 when my dad started introducing me to watching uh, football on the telly so i didn't really understand i was i was 9 years old i was watching this game but i didn't really understand what it meant to be an arsenal fan at the time i was cheering for arsenal because my dad was cheering for arsenal you know that's how it, that's how most of it starts but just talk to us how good was he at, you know on on that pitch, people people say that he could you know, everyone puts him in their their ultimate Arsenal elevens. Yeah,
1: I just think you've got to just go back on go on the YouTube and watch a couple of his goals. A goal against Man United when he absolutely skins oh, yeah, yeah he before he does two of the best midfield players at at that time in Paul Ince and Brian Robson. He does them on toast and then beats Peter Smichael probably the best goalkeeper of the Premier League and that sort of era, that, that's how good he was. It was a great chip against Aston Villa. I remember. I remember him getting a great goal. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe against Barnsley when he's shooting about three or four players. He used to be dancing, dancing like on like like he was like a dance floor or something. Like on not the best pitches in the world. You know what I mean? He was powerful. I tell you what I did like about him. Like you come up against people like Stuart Pearce, he never shirked the responsibility of tackling. He got himself stuck in uh you know one of the the saddest things for me is that I never got to meet him you know uh any any stage of, of of you know whatever, but every single player that you meet, whether it be tony adams uh kevin Campbell, ian Wright whoever, they all speak so so very highly of him, and that tells you everything that you want to know like you know what i mean he had that determination that little bit of um nastiness on the field. I'm not saying nastiness, but a bit of aggression on the field. But when he was off the field, become a gentleman. But when he was on it, he was a winner. And, um, you know, uh, he was just a fantastic footballer for us for, for three or four years. And do you know what? Every Arsenal fan of my era could relate to him on, um, on the Terraces. You know what I mean? He was one of your own. And like the error I sum it up for me is that, um, you know, I'm never, as you well know, I'm not a great England fan, and it's always Arsenal, Arsenal. But on his debut at Wembley, uh, on a freezing cold night, went and watched a nil-nil bore. But because I knew that he was making his debut that day, three of my mates went went and watched it, it England. It was the worst game ever, and I said, I'm never ever coming and watching an England game again. It's, you know what I mean? It was absolutely horrendous. I think check it out. It was probably about thirty odd thousand at Wembley that day. weren't a big, big crowd, and um, but that's what that's what he. He had for for the the whole uh, uh, of the Arsenal fan base. And, and yeah, fantastic.
2: Fantastic. Harry, let's get your two central midfielders. Patrick Vieira. Um, That one's easy for me. And I'm going to go with, again, another player who left in not. The way I was going to say granite No, 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 not granite jacker. Don't want to upset Dan, do we? Um, I, I know I'm going to upset Dan with something later on, so I'll I'll, I'll leave that. But um, no, for me, if we're talking about again in my era, you know, Emmanuel Petit was fantastic alongside him. Gilberto Silva was fantastic alongside him. But if you're talking about individual with literally a, the best ability, the best player. For me, it's Cesc Fabregas alongside him. Um, I, I just think, though, I, I wish those two got to play more next to one mm. another because I think that F- Vieira just would have provided that platform for Fabregas to go on and do even more uh, in an attacking sense. So, yeah, for me, it's Fabregas and Vieira, and it's not even um, it's not even a, a, a debate in my mind.
0: Okay,
3: mate, fair enough. Dan, your two central midfielders. But I'm not going to go for Grant Chaka, am I? <laughs> um, Patrick Vieira is the obvious one, and I'm going to play a diamond. And in the number ten, I'm going to have Dennis Bergkamp. Ooh, like it. Like Liam that. Brady, Liam Brady would get in if it was a number two next to Vieira. Fabregas from my era, but I think over all, Liam Brady. I only had to see him once in the '79 Cup Final to know that he was best player on the pitch by head and shoulders above everyone else. And from what I hear, this guy was exceptional. So oh. I'd go for Liam Brady and Patrick Vieira if I was going for two. But I'm not. I'm going for a number 10 in Dennis Bergkamp and a holding midfielder in Patrick Vieira.
2: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can we just fake players' positions so that we can cram them in? The- <laughs> That's, <laughs> <what we're finishing laughs> That's not a fake position, is it? Position, Bergkamp? Is Burkamp playing a number 10? We're doing tonight? Is Burkamp playing a number
3: 10? Did Burkamp play in a number ten or did he The number not? ten
2: then was different to the number ten now? Come on. Let's number ten, Dennis Burkamp. Number ten was a striker. Number
3: four. Number four, Patrick Vieira. Number ten, Dennis Burkamp, please, Craig. Okay, mate, no problem at all. No problem at all. <laughs> <Technicalies>. <laughs> um, you know why. This... They all know why. They're trying to screw me. Go on, judges. This comes
0: in from uh Bill Hemet. Uh thanks for your kind donation, mate. Thank you very much. If George <laughs> Jensen don't get picked, we riot. John Jensen. Uh, I
3: saw. <laughs> I, I saw John, John Jensen
1: like, because you'll be writing like that. Like, huh? <laughs> rubbish. John Jensen was rubbish. <laughs> Judges, uh, you're two central midfielders. The, the field. best player to play for Arsenal, as far as I'm concerned, gets the gets in, and that is Patrick Vieira. I put him above Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp. I thought he was sensational. The player. Whenever Arsenal had a big game, he was at the forefront of it. You know, 2002, Old Trafford. Thierry Henry wasn't there, but Patrick was awesome. Semi-final in the FA Cup, 2001. Uh, um, Old Trafford, Vieira, awesome. Have a look at the goal that he gets. He drives through players. Fantastic footballer. I think that out of a 1-11... I think in every one eleven, Tony Adams gets into it, and Patrick Vieira. Yeah. I don't think any, other, you know, I mean, there can be other players you could go and go in there, but them two players that shows you how good they were. Totally agree with um, with Harry uh, on on Fabregas. Probably the the next best thing to I've seen to the player that I'm going to pick. You know, uh, as a young kid, I, I, I he was sensational. Got to say that, absolute fantastic footballer. I think and is that probably the best of the um, Emirates era, I think, Like, if I'll be honest, uh, if Fabregas in midfield. But for me, the player that I I started watching Arsenal for, you know what I mean? And just go back and look at the 1979 FA Cup final. Liam Brady was just, he's got to get into this team somewhere along the line. He was the man. The man. Just a fantastic footballer. In an era where he was allowed to get kicked Two smithereens,
0: mm. and he got up and done the business. Uh, well, Liam Brady for me. Liam, Liam Brady goes in because I've written my one out here, and I have Liam Brady in it. So thank that means you, That, Craig. that means
1: two. You was a decent fella.
0: There you go. See, so yeah. Liam Brady, Liam Brady goes in. Um, They're a bit so older so than <laughs> <laughs> So far, we've got David thank Seaman in goal. Disrespect, Liam. <laughs>
3: David he's Seaman put, in goal, and Lee perfect. Dixon,
1: which is a waste of a vote. Can I just say that? A waste
0: of a vote because he, you know I mean, wants no, to get
1: in his favourite. No, yeah, no, it's
3: not.
0: No,
1: it's
3: not.
0: Yes, David Seaman in goal, Lee Dixon, right-back Tony Adams and Sol Campbell, centre-halves, and Ashley Cole at left-back. We've got David Rocastle, right right midfielder, or right wing, whatever, on the right side. Two central midfielders of Patrick Vieira and Liam Brady. Not looking bad so far, chaps. Um Not looking bad at all. Harry, your left-sided
2: player. Super Robert Pires. What a player. Um, deceivingly quick. People didn't realise how quick he was. Able to beat players. Loved cutting inside. Combined brilliantly with Ashley Cole, who's my left back. Um, just oozed class in everything he did. Um, had a great little goatee beard thing as well, which gives him <laughs> extra points in my book. And um, yeah, I- I've-, I've been lucky enough to meet Robert Pires and he's a lovely guy as well. Yeah, and- you know, sometimes you meet your heroes and they disappoint you, but he didn't. So nah. it, that just made his status for me go up higher. But I just when you think back of Robert Pires, how many wonderful goals did he score for us? Oh. And and he just done it with such class. And that and, one,
0: yeah. was
2: it that one at Aston Villa? Yeah. The one at Aston Villa. I remember one at Liverpool that was great. Liverpool. Southampton at home. There were so many. And and I'll give an honourable mention to Alexis Sanchez, who i considered yeah. putting on the left fantastic player as well but didn't do it over as long a period of time and I didn't like the way he left so that marks him down for me and Mark Overmars deserves a mention as well yeah. but again, yes yes
3: uh,
2: again Robert Perez for me just pips it and I, I appreciate the arguments for the others I just, I'm going with my personal preference yeah. the way Absolutely. I like uh to see players play is um Perez just Perez was was my type of player in a in a nutshell Dan?
3: Mark Mars in 1998 was absolutely outstanding. And when he left, I thought, oh, dear. Uh, and we got Pires, and it was as if he'd never gone. Pires is the player I've gone for. I think that uh, Lee will probably know or has seen more than me of, of Georgie Armstrong. I never did. I never see that at all. And, and you know, Lee might be able to tell you the stuff that he's seen or heard of him. But I certainly didn't see enough to, to, to consider him. Um Limpar, as well. Uh, Sanchez I did put on the right um, or consider putting on the right uh, and I think that he was more of a left-sided player to be honest at the Emirates he was class over there but I have gone for Pires. I look at the Pires goals against Aston Villa I look at the Pires goal against Southampton we got a hat-trick on our first unbeaten uh, game. Um, that chip against Paul Jones in goal is absolutely outstanding um, one of the best lobs I've ever seen um, Pires was outstanding And in the unbeaten season, he was great. But actually, he was probably better in 2002 before he got that injury. I think the biggest compliment I can give Robert Pires is the best left midfielder there's ever been in the Premier League is Ryan Giggs, in my opinion. And he was as good, if not better, than Ryan Giggs between the years of 2001 and 2004. He was. He was better than Giggs. And that's the best best compliment I can give a player. player. Ryan Giggs was
2: amazing. So I've got to go (laughs) Pires. Dan, you, I heard that when he was about six years old, Ian Wright played on the left wing once. Do you not want to try and make that interesting? Or... <laughs> Get him in the team. Bobby
3: Bobby Perez, I love you. But right, he gets in for me. Well, just so if, if
0: there's any doubt, Dan, I have Robert Perez as well. So there you go. There, there, there can't be no doubt. Um, Lee,
1: your, yeah, your, your, your
0: favourite left-sided me. player?
1: I didn't, you know, cheeky uh, as much as I... Uh, um, look. Listen, I, I never actually see George Armstrong. I, I don't really remember him playing, but my dad, God bless him, uh, and he's seen a lot of Arsenal players would always say that the best player played for Arsenal was George Armstrong. He, 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 so that was a big compliment mm. down the line that he was that good. Graham Ricks has to get a mention for, for Arsenal. stayed at the club, loyal for the club for, for many, many years. Fantastic. But for me... <clears throat> Um, Robert Perez gets it for me i tell you like you know uh, Overmars has to come close to it um, some great left side but Brian Marwood had a great great one year at the beginning of 89 he was sensational by the way but uh, really uh, is a forgotten man of that uh, 89 team because he was injured at the end of it was superb uh, you could go Sanchez Paul Merson played there for a while but for me I think the best, one of the best footballers I've ever as a footballer. You know what I mean? Like a coach's dream. Done everything right, Robert Perez. Picked the right pass. Played the played it short when he had to. Played it long when he when it was right to. Went round the player when he was meant to, and and he could finish as well. My God, could he finish? You know. And uh, as as Harry says, you know what I mean? Like one of the nicest people that you could ever wish to meet. And um, you know, uh, his favorite goal was that one. Uh, uh, against Aston Villa and it just sums it just sums it up everything like you know what I mean so um yeah for me that's it like you know um for me Robert Burns
0: absolutely now we move on to the strikers um, which could be a bit could be this I think this is where some I don't think we'll all pick the same two um, I have my two picks but I don't I bet you we don't pick the same two um Harry, your two strikers, please, mate. Well,
2: the first one is, in my opinion, and I and it is my opinion, that he's the greatest player to ever play for Arsenal. At one stage, he was the greatest player in the world, um, and that is Thierry Henry. What a player, unbelievable footballer. Um, could do so much with a football, had unbelievable pace, and... Um, I just, I don't think any Arsenal striker comes close to him when you look at what he achieved for the club during his time there. And the other one for me, and Dan's going to disagree, is Dennis Bergkamp. I I did obviously consider Ian Wright, but, you know, when you look at, first of all, Ian Wright's thing was the goal record and Thierry Henry came in and smashed that. So Thierry Henry gets ahead of him for me there. And if I'm comparing them in terms of quality, in terms of their ability as footballers, then, you know, Dennis Burkamp is there for me. I would even go, people are going to hate me for saying this, right? And I know this is going to spark some debate. But in terms of actual technical ability, I'd even say that Robin Van Persie was was up there as well alongside mm-hmm. Um, those guys, in terms of his ability, not um, that, yeah, no. you good know, shout. Yeah. Judge, Judge, you said earlier on that the great thing about Ray Parler was that he squeezed all of that ability out of himself and he'll never look back on his career and say, I underachieved. Whereas Robin Van Persie, I think he can look back at his career and say, if only I could have stayed fit mm-hmm. in certain moments, I would have hit high, bigger heights than he actually mm-hmm. did. So he was in the thinking for me as well, but it's, it's Dennis Burkamp for me uh, alongside Thierry Henry some of the touches from Dennis Burkamp I mean we were talking about some of Robert Perez's goals You remember that hat-trick at Leicester from Dennis oh, don't. remember that goal at Newcastle where he flicked it around Dabby's ass and just the one at, you know, The, the, yeah. the
0: my, one of my favourite Dennis Burkamp goals that one at
2: Sunderland yep Could that he, as well there's so yeah. many Craig there's so many he's just t- a technical genius and and for me I know a lot of people get kind of caught up in like the relationship between the player and the fans and obviously Ian Wright had a fantastic relationship with the fans but and still does but for me there's something I that when I look at what I appreciate in football it is, is technical ability and class and Dennis Bergkamp can't be beaten for that um in my opinion so those are my two Bergkamp and uh, and Thierry Henry.
0: I, I agree with everything you said there mate um about Ian Wright and Henri and, and and Dennis Bergkamp, and I think Robin van Persie is a great shout. To be honest with you, because I think you're dead right. If he could have stayed fit, he would have been one hell of a player. Now, I, if he was, if he had stayed fit, I don't think for one minute that he'd have been with us as long as he did. Um, but he, he, for me, Robin van, yeah, Robin. If he could have stayed fit, Christ, the titles we could have won with him up
2: front. That left foot man. That yeah, that, yeah. that left foot was a and, you know,
0: uh, and do you know another striker? Not that he goes in not that he goes into any ultimate Arsenal team, but do you know another striker who I thought if he'd have stayed fit, we'd have won the league that year, and that was as Eduardo.
2: Mm.
0: Yep. He was another one. If he, if he hadn't have broke his leg that year, we'd have won the league. Easy. He was scoring oh, such a. well I can remember when he first turned up. Everyone's like, Who's this geezer? Like what is he Croatian, Brazilian, or what is he? Do you know yeah. no one understand where he come from, who he was. But by Christ, what an absolute foot what an
3: absolute baller. Dan, your two strikers, please, mate. Well, I'm gonna get screwed over here massively, aren't I? But I'm gonna say it anyway. Why are you getting screwed over? What's, what, what are you talking about <laughs> getting screwed over? I'm gonna get i am I'm gonna get out voted here by these two. Oh <laughs> so but I'll say it anyway. So I went for 4-3-3. I had had Vieira, Brady and Perez, and I had Henri, Wright and Burkamp. So that was what I went for in a 4-3-3. But now it's a 4-4-2. I've got to drop one out. Burkamp is the best player to wear the shirt, period. Agreed. He walks walks into this side, walks in. So now I've got to decide if I go with my hero and the reason that I support this club in Ian Wright or if I leave our record's goal scorer out and probably one of the best ever strikers in Thierry-Henri. And I'm going to have to leave my favourite out, unfortunately, because if we're talking about ability and we're talking about who was the best striker to play for Arsenal, then although I think Burkham was the best player to wear the shirt, I don't see him as a number nine striker. So therefore, Thierry Henry gets the shirt and I'm going to have to cry and leave Ian Wright out. But I would mention Ian Wright and I don't think he does get enough credit. and I don't think he does get mentioned enough because of Henry and Burkham. Everyone goes, Henry and Burkham, right, let's move on. No. Let's remember how good this player was. And I don't think we do. I think that people do sit there and talk. I mean, Harry's like, you know, talking about Van Persie. Nowhere near Ian Wright, in my opinion. I thought Ian Wright was an outstanding finisher, an outstanding striker, and had the charisma and the mentality and the likability to be one of Arsenal's legends. So I can't really say any more... Superlatives about Ian Wright. I absolutely love the guy as a player, as a striker. And growing up, he was my absolute idol and my hero. So it's very, very hard for me um, to leave Ian Wright out. I thought Ian Wright and Dennis Bergkamp were as good together as Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp. I really do. I thought their partnership was outstanding. And that's why I can't leave Bergkamp out because either of them absolutely loved him. And you know, you ask Dennis, you know, you ask Van Bursa, Yanelka, Wright, Henry, who they love the most. Dennis Bergkamp. He has mm. to be in the side. So I'm going to go with Henri next to him, but I'm not happy about it, Craig. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, uh, at the start of this discussion, I said,
3: I doubt that we'd all agree.
0: Now, it's all on Lee. <laughs> how wrong oh, how, how wrong was I? Um, <laughs> if he goes with Bergkamp and Henri, um,
1: we've all agreed. We've had some fantastic from in you know, a time. Frank Stateman would have to go down there as one of my all-time greatest... Uh, players when I first started watching Arsenal he was fantastic got, got to mention um, Alan Smith got Alan mention, Smith yeah Alan Smith you know he was fantastic for a couple of years uh, for us Charlie Nicholas my favourite you know was uh, I think the person that changed Arsenal Football Club for for, for if I'll be honest with the signing of him um, Paul Merson again I'm going to have to give him a mention for that 89 season was, was awesome up there um, and then I think that the best player I see um, as a youngster, and if he'd have stayed at Arsenal, I think would have been better than Thierry Henry. I think he was better than than all of them. Uh, Tony Woodcock, good shout. I remember Tony Woodcock, but uh, was Nicholas Anelka. He was outstanding footballer. Like that. If he'd have stayed at Arsenal, he would have been great. And then uh, Ian Wright come along and... How because you're not like John Radford was a good shout. He was my first sort of centre forward that I really liked. You know, John Radford. So you'd have to get a mention, another title winner. Charlie George. This Arsenal have had some great, great strikers. Then come, then along come Ian Wright. And I'm going to have to say this. When he left and when he, when he was coming to the end, I, I, I'm never going to see another player like him. And then along come Thierry Henry. Now, and the 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 thing is that they come and the goal scores, it was a little bit of an underwhelming signing, Thierry uh, Thierry Henry. If you remember rightly, he was like, well, I think we'd lost um, an Elka that year, and we'd put in brought in David Suka and and and, and Thierry Henry as like a wipeout. and I, I don't think the Arsenal fans were overly excited about it. Funny enough, like they was with Ian Wright, if I will be honest. But uh, Ian Wright come and he actually turned the Arsenal fan base within. Within four days, within four days, playing the midweek game against Leicester, scored, which I think we drew that game one-one if I remember rightly, and then he scored extra against Southampton on the on the weekend. And the rest is history. But for me, Thierry Henry uh, has to has to come in for it just for the you know, as Harry says, he was the best player in the world at one stage, and he was. He was the best player in the world at one stage. If you're the best player in the world, then you you know that that we you can't really say that on too many Arsenal players, can you? Like the best player in the world, you know, and got to be Dennis Bergkamp without a sense uh, the best footballer I've seen at Arsenal without a shadow of a doubt. You know, the that 1998 team won the double that year. He was not only the playmaker. Like You talk about Harry Kane scoring goals. Well, he scored as many goals as Harry Kane and created as many as Harry Kane, and if not more,
2: and was a much nicer person and more skillful, and a far better player. Do you know what else as well Dennis Burkamp doesn't really get enough credit for? When he came to England, like Ian Wright said it many times as well, he was like, I know people talk about Wenger coming in and changing the, yeah, the level of professionalism Arsenal. and the, the, you know, the training and, and taking it more seriously. Well, Dennis Burkamp came in and did that before Arsene Wenger came. You know yeah. how many stories has Ian Wright <laughs> told about going, bloody oh, this guy was like on the training ground doing this and doing that, and he wouldn't drink this and he wouldn't eat that. So Dennis Burkamp is is a massive part of the culture change at Arsenal as well. Um, as well, as well uh, as Wenger, of course.
0: 100%. Sorry, chaps. Um, right, so we've got our ultimate 11. David Seaman in goal, Lee Dixon at right back, Tony Adams and Sol Campbell in the middle, Ashley Cole left back. David Rocastle on the right, Vieira and Liam Brady in the middle with Robert Perez on the left and up front, Dennis Bergkamp and Thierry Henry. Do excuse me while I burst into tears We're at the fourth that we had all those players playing for us at one time. (laughs) Deary, deary me. What a team. What a team. Uh, I think we can all agree, hell of a side, hell of a side. They'd win the league now, wouldn't they? God, deary, deary me. Right. So if that's the best, and you're all expecting me to say, who's the worst? No, no. If that's the best, Arsenal 11... What's the second best Arsenal eleven? Harry, goalkeeper.
2: Jens Lehmann. For me.
0: Jens Lehmann. Quick and uh, quick and to the point.
2: Any reason Invin- why? It, invincible, um, incredible character. I love characters, man. That's why. I, 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 so if someone asked me yesterday who's my favorite player at Arsenal right now and you know who I said David Luiz because he's a mm. bloody character not because he's the best player. Yeah. I love characters in football and I love um I love people I love that- I, loved, I loved that bit of shazry he did. Was it Wigan?
0: I think we were playing Wigan at the Emirates. 3-2 up 88th minute and the ball went the ball went over the advertising hoardings and he jumped over the ad- ad- advertising hoardings to get it. And on the way back he went to throw it back over the advertising hoardings, yeah. but to waste more time, he threw it at the advertising hoarding so it bounced back and he had to go back and get it again. One <laughs> of yeah. the greatest bit of goalkeeping uh,
2: shit, as well, I've ever seen. Uh, I love I it. I love Jens. I love Jens. I know people talk, like, there'll be mentions for Jennings and all those guys. I yeah. don't remember them, so I'm going by that. And no, that's fair enough. Jens for me. I mean, I only.
0: I, I only uh, I Jennings.
2: I was... <laughs> Jennings
0: Jennings was before my time as well, but I mean, I I grew up with um I, I grew up with John Lukic, uh, who I thought was a great goalkeeper. Yeah. David Seaman, oh, he's in the team, um, but Pat Jennings was always a goalkeeper I'd seen on video. my granddad used to tell me about Pat Jennings. My my dad used to tell me about Pat Jennings. Um, so I think it would have been between for me, it would have been between, uh, between Lehman and Jennings. I actually went for Jennings.
3: Um. Dan? I don't know what's happening here. I mean, I'm I'm agreeing with Harry a bit too much than I like to. And the second thing is, I get Harry a Chaka doll, and all of a sudden, his best player is David Louise. I am going to get him a <laughs> David Louise doll for Christmas. So that he goes off of him like he has granite shaker all of a sudden. Well, are,
2: you, are you going to put your hand a bit deeper in your pocket this time and get a bigger one for God's sake?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? On the computer, it was about that big.
2: <laughs> Life-size. I was like, what the hell's that?
3: <laughs> anyway, um, I think Bob Wilson and Pat Jennings deserve a mention. But Good like show. Harry, I didn't get to see the pair of them. I'm going to go with Jens because Jens is closer to David Seaman. Um, than I like, if I'm honest, because Jens Lehmann's character was great, but also he was superb. And you look at the two saves he made, penalty-wise, in 2005 and 2006, oh. it got us to a FA Cup winner's medal, thanks to him, and he got mm-hmm. us to a Champions League final. Yeah. So I don't think we can sit there and go, oh, he doesn't really deserve the credit. I can't sit there and say that Wilson or Jennings were better because I didn't see him. And maybe Lee will be able to say that they were both better goalkeepers, but I'm going to have to go for Jens Lehmann. Invincible, the only player I believe, I don't know if Kolo Torre was like him as well, but I think he played every single minute in that invincible season, Jens Lehmann. So I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Jens.
0: Leah, I see so you're shaking your head at lens Uh, yeah, uh sorry. I'm yeah.
1: Not my best goalkeeper if I'll be honest. Pat Jennings was far better goalkeeper than him, if I'll be honest. Um and probably John Lukic. I think he was he was behind a fantastic uh, defense, you know, but um he still was a very, very good goalkeeper, but I don't think he was top, top notch. I I really don't, like, you know what I mean? Um, John Lukic, is it? Well, John Lukic is up up there. I would have gone for Pat Jennings. But, um, you know, I I, 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 I hear what um, Dan's saying about the penalties, but I look back at the uh, um, 2-2 at White Hart Lane. And, and, you know, we should have won that game. Yeah. For him in his antics. And to... And I know it sounds silly. I, I <laughs> never really enjoyed that White Hart Lane bloody game because we was 2-0 up when they come back to two. So, I know we won the league that day, but we, it would have been a little bit sweeter. Sweeter, yeah. And if we would have uh, beat them. And because of his antics that day, and he, and he had a little bit of a thing to do that night, like, you know. And, um, you know, Costas probably with the Champions League by coming running out like he did, you know what I mean, got sent off. and But... But ultimately, you know, I can't argue with the guys because he is, you know, ultimately was a winner as well. I know that that there, you know. But John Lukic done a fantastic thing uh, of winning the league and all that. But, you know, to go unbeaten in the league, I suppose you, you've got to go with
0: it. Like So I can't argue with the boys. Jens Lehmann gets in goal. Uh, Harry,
2: let's go for your right back. I would have gone Lee Dixon as my second choice right back. But these guys put him in the first one, didn't they? So I can't have him now. Um, well worked out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, And you've got some walnut whips or whatever to eat. Right? <laughs> um, whatever. On, get by there. We might put on a pound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I'm going to go with... Well, I've picked Lauren already. I've picked Lee Dixon already. So I'm going to go with Bakari Sanya. That's... Good shot. Good shot.
0: Not
3: a bad shout. Oh, Sagna. Dan. Pat Rice. Everything that means to Arsenal is Pat Rice. Not just because of what he done on the pitch, but also off of it as well. Best number two that Arsenal has ever had. but number two that we've ever had, I think. Mm. And I think that he deserves it. What he did with us winning medals and trophies. Got to go for Pat Rice. At least I'm a huge fan of Lauren, huge fan of Sagna. Um, and I think that it would be wrong for me not to put Pat Rice in a mix. So, I'm going to have go Pat Rice.
0: Lee, I reckon you're going to agree with Dan there. Hector Bellerin. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: was waiting for something.
0: Poor, 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 poor old Hecky B. No, nah,
1: no, nah, I'm going for Pat Rice for the simple reason. What he's saying here was a quality right back for, for Arsenal through that era. And uh, got to thank him for so many Arsenal players that have come through the ranks. I know mm. like that ain't what we're looking at. But, you know, um for me, I think that, yeah, Pat Rice
2: for me. Harry, your two centre-halves? Um, it should be good. No, this is a difficult one. We went... So we went with... Remind me, we went with... Adams, Adams and Adams, Campbell. And Campbell. Then I'm going to go with Frank McClintock. And... Martin Keown or Colo Torre? I can't decide. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go with Colo Torre because um, he was part of the Invincibles. Um, obviously, a, a key part in that team. Frank McClintock's a little bit old now, so he probably needs a good athlete next to him. So let's go with Colo Torre. <laughs> Dan? Frank uh,
3: Frank McClintock, 100%,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and Martin Keown. I think Martin Keown is really underrated, you know. Yeah, and I think because right. Bold played next to Martin, uh, sorry, because Steve Bold played next to Adams uh, in the 98th, the majority of it, everyone sees him as the partner. But Keown was very underrated and an absolute hard nut as well. I would not want to come up against Martin Keown. So I'm going to go for
2: McClintock and Keown. I'm going to change it. I'm going to go with Keown as well, because I just remembered that thing he did to Rude van Nistelrooy. Exactly yeah. that. <laughs> that,
0: that, that Don't throw, yeah, exactly. throw any argument, that. Don't throw any argument. Uh, Lee. For me, David O'Leary
1: and uh, Martin Keown.
0: David O'Leary and Martin Keown. So, I actually went mcclintock Torre. So, we have McClintock
2: and Martin Keown go in. Left back. Uh, I'm going to go with Kenny Sanson. 'cause I didn't put him in the other team.
0: Dan, can he say I think that no, this one's probably gonna be easy.
3: I think I think it's easy. I do want to mention Nigel Winterburn because he was about part of that back five and he was outstanding and George Graham deserves a lot of credit to go and get, you know, Lee Dixon and Steve Bowl from Stoke and Nigel Winterburn from Wimbledon and you know everyone. Imagine that nowadays. Everyone will be going, What the hell are we buying people from Stoke for? So yeah. I think that <laughs> yeah. I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Love Nigel Winterburn. It's got to be Kenny Sansom. He was, you know, as Lee said, close between him and Ashley Cole, so that one's easy for me. Lee? Kenny?
0: Kenny Sampson, so it, it, that one's pretty easy, isn't it? Lee, talk to me about. I've spoke. I've asked you this question before, I think, um, on a different podcast. But talk to me about. I think who was a very underrated centre half, who went well under the radar at Arsenal. Not that he was. Not that he, he probably wouldn't get talked about going into any of these teams, but just why I'm, I'm, I'm going through them and thinking about them. Andy Linigan Lee, he was a bit of an unsung hero, wasn't he? Yeah, he came to Arsenal and, and he could never
1: quite broke into the team. But like you know, it was a it was a a, a good centre half, just a little bit slow. If I put, weren't quite quick enough for the, for the Premier League. But got a great goal course in the, in, in the uh, um,
0: final yeah, yeah, in in
1: yeah. But he was always sort of a backup to um, to Adams, Bold, um, and, and 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 really didn't um, really fulfil that. Potential, I suppose. You know what I mean. But uh, was a was a warrior. Was a warrior. Wouldn't want to play up against him, if I'll be honest. But uh, yeah, just uh, just wasn't quite. You know, you know that time for any central defender, and that's why I give uh, Keane a lot of credit. Bolden and Adams was a formidable partnership. Not just good players, partnership. You know, they, 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 they work well together and it was a sacred sort of partnership for a, for a few years, but, uh, Andy Linnigan come in and done a job, done a job. Mm -hmm.
0: So I was just asking there in the chat, was that the fellow who broke his arm? No, that was Steve Morrow, uh, who broke his arm. Uh, some people are saying Sammy Nelson. Uh, some people have got another good shout. Yeah. Some people are saying that Gail Clichy has been underrated there. Um, good shout. Yeah, not in the class of Samson and Cole. No, no. Gus Caesar, Um, Super Gus Super Gus (laughs) Pascal Saigon Silvino Uh, Silvino uh, and Senderos Um,
1: Silvino done well for us for a year or so but But
0: if you think and that that shout there at Senderos was in the he was centre back oh hang on a minute Harry he was our centre half when we went to the Champions League final, yeah, yeah, we're still have the ref. No, one, no, one, 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 on. one second,
2: one second, we we second. And one second. I was a mention. and the record for the most clean sheets. Flamini was our left back all the way to the final as well. We're going to yeah. put him over. Yeah. Move on. Top I'm, top top top. Not I'm not having,
1: I'm not having Senderos in a conversation of this magnitude.
2: Big field,
0: right midfield, or right, right sided player, Harry.
2: Uh, I went with Lundberg first time around, so I'll go with... I'm not in the business of fabricating positions for people, so I'll go with uh, Ray Parler on the right hand side. (laughs) (laughs) Dan?
3: Uh, I went for Rocky, so I would go for Freddie Lundberg ahead of Ray Parler personally. Just... I loved Ray Parler, by the way. I say that, but Freddie was outstanding. Didn't he get into the...
0: No, he didn't. Sorry, it was David rocastle wasn't it? So, Freddie for uh, Dan. Lee? Paul Merson for me. Oh. I just
1: feel like he was uh, uh, over the um, longevity of it all. I've just felt that, you know, quality player, won everything at Arsenal, two titles, played it for that. I, I-, I think quite rightly so. um You can mention Freddie. It's a tough one for me. Just preferential thing. I thought Freddie was outstanding. But I think that Freddie was in an unbelievable side as well um, and done a great job. But for me, Paul Merson.
0: Well, I went for Lundberg.
2: So, Lundberg goes in.
0: Freddie, 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 Freddie. Two central midfielders, Harry.
2: Um, oh, this Ooh, is tough it's
0: a good shout as well actually isn't
2: it? I've gone with I went with Vieira and Fabregas so I'm going to go with um. I, th- I think I'm going to go with Emmanuel Petit Ooh, what a player um, yeah, that's, a um, that's a great um, shout what a player he was and I didn't oh, but he got into our main team didn't he so I can't go with Liam Brady I can't go with Fabregas because I've already picked him um, I kind of want to put Gilberto Silver in there, but uh, him. Oh, and another Petit, good shout. Does it work? Does him and Petit shot. work? I suppose it does. Go on, then. Gilberto and Petit. Gilberto and Petit. Um, that's a hell of a shout. That Petit mm-hmm. Cazola deserves a mention as well. Yeah, because Santi Cazola, yeah, in a 442. I'm not sure I'd have him in there.
1: Mickey Thomas has got to get mentioned. Mickey Thomas, Paul Paul
2: Davis. I don't remember. I don't remember them. That's why I didn't go with them. Sam, you, you know,
3: this is difficult, isn't it? I went for mm. Vieira and Brady. Cesc Fabregas, hundred percent for me. Yeah, guaranteed. That's guaranteed. And then I have to decide on three players: Gilberto, Petit, or Cazula. Loved all three of them. I personally feel the best technically with Santi Cazorla, probably that we've had at the club, but I'm not sure that he'd work with Fabregas. I think he got to play one or the other. So I am going to go with the most underrated player at Arsenal, or one-off certainly, period, Gilberto Silva. I think he was better than Petit. A lot of people disagree. I think when Petit left Arsenal, I don't know what he did, really. Uh, Gilberto, absolutely outstanding for us. And when you look at what Gilberto does you understand the game of football. I always say this. When you watch a game of football, you don't really see Gilberto. You think, has he had a bit of a quiet game? Watch Gilberto Silva and you'll understand what he does and how important he is to a football team. He's exactly the same as Sergio Busquets at Barcelona. He does everything. He is so vital to the team. And when he got injured in the unbeaten season, everyone went, I didn't think we'd miss him. we got Vieira. When's he coming back? We need him. Gilberto is classmate, absolutely brilliant, has to be him. So I'll go for, um, someone's put no Arteta, Dan. <laughs> <Gilberto>. <laughs> it's got to be Gilberto and Fabregas for me, Craig.
0: Lee?
1: Fabregas and, for me, Aaron Ramsey. I thought, like, for a couple of seasons, I, I honestly think this, if Aaron Ramsey never broke his leg, he would have been the best player to play for Arsenal. I think that he had everything and everything. I just think that he just lost a little bit of pace it's through big,
3: that.
1: Big but um, I, I felt that he was a, a top top player. Petit, you know, was outstanding for a couple of years, but only two years for us. Gilberto Silva's going to get it, but um, I thought uh, he was great. And I tell you another another Paul Davis has to get a mention. Also, a player a, a player that's actually on the, with the club now should have to get a mention. And that's Edu. He was superb for us. For yeah, God, he days. was, yeah. Really under, underrated. Wiltshire would have been as good as anybody if he hadn't for, for injuries, I have to mention him. Mickey Thomas has to get a shout as well. He was brilliant in there. But for me, I I, I still think that we miss him now to this day for his goals and his endeavour and everything. And for me, Aaron Ramsey.
0: that's yes, fair enough. That's a, It's a great shout, that, mate. It is a great shout. Um, but on the votes, Fabregas and Gilberto Silva. Uh, going into that team.
2: Left-sided midfield, Harry? Uh, I won't be Perez, so I'm going to go with Sanchez this time. Great player. I just, uh, I preferred Perez and I couldn't not pick Perez. Not to, it's not to take anything away from Sanchez. The guy carried us for, what, two, three seasons? Yeah. yeah. Uh, literally on his own back, so he definitely deserves a shot in there.
3: Uh, Dan? I can't disagree. I think Overmars was class, but I don't think that he carried Arsenal for three seasons like Alexis Sanchez did. I don't think he can knock it in. It's got to be Alexis Sanchez on the left-hand side. I think if I would have saw George Armstrong play, from what I hear, I think he would have probably walked in the first thing uh, from what everyone says how good he was. But I've got to give it to Alexis Sanchez uh, behind it. Robert Perez. Of course, cool. someone's just put in a good... Yeah,
0: uh, is the same one, I think. Peter same one Spong. I've seen. Peter. No, mine was uh, this one. Perry
1: Grove. <laughs> <laughs> Cult hero, without a doubt, can't we? Yeah, someone just put in there, Peter Story, what's a midfield player? If you ever go back, if you ever go, just please go and watch this. If you've never ever seen it, please go and watch the FA Cup semi final against Stoke. We're going for the double. We're 2 0 down uh, uh, in, in the semi final. We pull it back to 2 1. And the last kick of the game, If for the, for the people that have not seen it, the last kick of the game, we get a header and it gets punched off the line. So it's the last kick to keep keep us in the semi-final and also keep us um, the double going. And Peter Story, there's players that are not watching um, the penalty. They've had to turn their back because they can't watch it. And Peter Story is the man that steps up. Get in there, Peter. And we go on and win the double. So if you have not seen that, please go and do it. It's worth a look there. So he deserves a mention.
0: On the left-hand side, Sanchez. Sanchez, absolutely right. The two strikers.
2: Harry. I'll chuck Ian Wright in there um, because I left him out of the other team. So Ian Wright goes in for me and I'm going to go with Robin Van Persie um, based on what I said about him earlier. I think technically he was that good. Um, unbelievable left foot, incredibly talented. Injuries, I think, prevented him uh, reaching the the maximum. Obviously went on to leave Arsenal, win the Premier League I just think pff, the guy, that left foot of his was unreal, um, and yeah. So Ian Wright and Robin van Persie for me. Imagine what a partnership that'd be. I like I liked um, like Judges has mentioned earlier, but his head wasn't right. Um, mm. If his head was right, then he could have gone on to have an incredible career. But yeah. he ended up becoming a bit of a journeyman because he took bad advice and yeah, yeah. So Let's I'm going to go. With, um, oh, when I'm I was
0: good. when I sat down to write these out, I actually.
2: One came into my head, although
0: I think it's going to cause a bit of a stir, but I actually was thinking about putting Adebayor in there. Um, Adebayor and Ian Wright. What a partnership that would have been. But obviously the sour taste left in the mouth, um, the way he left and all that business. Um, I actually went for
3: Van Persie and Ian Wright as well. Um Dan. Well obviously Ian Wright, hundred percent. That goes in without saying. This next position is probably some of the most underrated players that play for the club. Livia mm-hmm. Giroud, Nicholas yeah. Anelka, Will Tordu, obviously. Oh no, I can't top. I can't agree okay.
0: with Giroud. Okay, no.
3: rubbish. Do you think? I thought he was oh, very underrated. Rubbish. Very underrated what he did. He scored what was it? What did he score? I think he's in the Premier League. I think he's the behind Burkamp, Henri and Wright, and then it's Giroud. So, he's got he's got goals. Might not have not liked the it, way so. he played. No. Look, he
0: done us all right for 12 million quid. I'll, I'll give him that, but yeah, I sake. thought he
3: was very underrated. And he's not, I'm not going to go for him, though. Um, and I'm not going to go for Robin Van Persie because he had one year and the other eight, he was injured. Um, That's very so true, go, yeah. That's very true. So, I'm going to go for another player who is behind Gilberto in being the most underrated player at Arsenal, and it is Carnu. I think he was probably one of the most skillful players I've ever seen at the club. Um, The best hat-trick I've ever seen in an Arsenal shirt in 10 minutes at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, Third goal was absolutely outstanding. One of the best bits of skills I've ever seen to create a goal, um, along with Giroud's scorpion keep, actually, uh, was Carnu's flick from Lee Dixon and Ray Parler doing a bit of magic down the right. That little flick against Middlesbrough was absolutely superb. And he scored a brilliant North London goal where he flicked it over the defender's head and bang it in. So I am going to go for Carnu and Ian Wright. Do you know what Dan? That's a it's <laughs>
0: that a hell of a shout. That is Carnu. Uh, he was fantastic when he he was absolutely brilliant. Him. Lee, uh,
1: Charlie Nicholas. How am just going to get him in there? I ain't got, I can't, I ain't going to go over Van Persie. I think Van Persie is going to nick it. But uh, and of course, uh, Ian Wright, right, right. We have had some great players like Alan Smith. I guess, uh, on yeah, Alan Smith.
3: It's yeah, yeah. uh, hard, isn't it? It's hard. He odd. Statham, Wando, Wando.
1: was a striker for us. Frank Stapleton was terrific, but he went to Man United. Like a lot of a lot of these players, we've had, like, left us very not not in a good position. I'm gonna have to say this is also Eddie Bahio was outstanding for a
0: season. Oh, great
1: really, really outstanding.
0: I was but, gutted um, when he left. I was yeah, absolutely it was a bad, gutted. Bad thing, yeah. there,
1: like you know, so but Tony Woodcock would have to get mentioned in there, but I, I, I think that if you know, I'm putting in Charlie Nicholas because I love Charlie Nicholas. But uh, um, I, I would have to say um, Robin van Persie was on a on a on a different wave, wavelength. You know, like someone said, oh, you're not putting your mate Kevin in there. Kevin Kevin was is up there, but he's not not in the in in the in in the top form. I'm afraid. Paul Mariner was, uh, was a great oh, that's player. Paul good Mariner, job, yeah. was, That was fantastic. You know, you talk about coming in and doing a little job for a little while. He came in and changed the Arsenal around very, very much so. Like you know what I mean. So
0: he came in from Ipswich, didn't
1: he? Yes, great, yeah. great player. Like you know what I mean. So yeah. Yeah. someone else
0: in there has put Davil Suka as well. He was a fantastic player as well. He, I thought he was great. Devil Suka, anyone?
2: I like Davil Suka a lot. Yeah, I, I did. did
0: too. I didn't,
1: feel like the best
2: of him. didn't see the yeah, best of him. Exactly, we didn't. We, we signed him a year earlier. We would have got a different Davosuka, I think. Mm. Mm.
0: Okay. So, the second best 11, according to the chaps and, and us. Jens Lehmann in goal. Pat Rice right back. Uh, Frank McClintock and Carlo Torre in the middle. Kenny Sampson on the left. Oh, sorry. Martin Keown in the middle. Uh, Kenny Sampson on the left. Uh, on the right side, uh, Freddie Lundberg with um, Gilberto and Cesc Fabregas. Left midfield or left side, Sanchez and up front, Robin Van Persie and Ian Wright. That ain't a bad team either, boys, is it? No, it's a very good team. that would win the league as well. Uh, no. I think it would. I think it would. Um, let's touch on... We won't go into it too much because of Dan's uh, Dan's um, team talk show on Friday. Lads, we have Liverpool at the weekend. At home. Let's have a quick prediction from you, Harry. Um, I think we can beat them. I think... I think the I think we've got the advantage. We're you know if there is any little advantage to have about from being at home, I think they've had a poor, awful poor run of results. I think they're gonna. I think this might be the first time they they visit us. You know, with with it in the back of their mind, that they they could get beaten.
2: I look at this and say that you know we've got a good chance, largely because I know we've got a UEFA Europa League game, but yeah. they played Real Madrid on Wednesday. And I is, is it well I thought it was Tuesday? Was it Wednesday? Uh, I think it it's Tuesday? Wednesday. Uh, oh, Tuesday, you're right. Tuesday, you're right. As uh, so it's even worse for them. Yeah. Um, they've got a game on Tuesday. And um I just judging by what Jurgen Klopp's done the last couple of times when they've had a Champions League game where he's rotated quite heavily, I think his mind is on trying to salvage what you know. We talk about us having a bad season. This team ran away with a Premier League last year. And have completely collapsed. So I think Jurgen Klopp will be determined to put that right by doing something in the Champions League. He'll feel like the draw uh, has opened up for him in a good way as well. Uh, and if they can get past Madrid. So I think that he'll be focused on that Madrid game. I think that'll be his priority. And uh, it opens a door for us. You've got to think as well, I know we've had El Elneny go away. Uh, but And a couple of other players go off to Africa. But Mo Salah's out there. Um, obviously, their best player. So, yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot in our advantage,
3: I think. Absolutely. Dan? Yeah, I think Harry's right. Wouldn't it just be so this year, season 2020-2022, the Champions League uh, winners of Liverpool? <laughs> Can <laughs> you imagine? It would just be that is what is happening, isn't it? Two teams that are underachieved this season, Arsenal and Liverpool. Uh, I don't think any any fan of either club would want this season to be repeated. It's been shambolic, to say the least. I think it's going to be a draw. Don't think we're going to nick it. I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw, but I think it's going to be a game where both teams are going to be quite scared because they know their their weaknesses. Liverpool know where they're weak. I think everybody knows where Liverpool are weak. Um, but they are getting better. They're starting to improve. When I've watched them, they look good in Europe. They looked great against uh, Wolves. So I think they're going to have enough to cause us some problems personally. And it's not going to be a walkover like some of the Arsenal fans are going to expect. So I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. Lee. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game. I, I think at the end of the
1: day, the one thing we can take from it, if we do lose this game, it, it, it might stop them down the road getting in the top four. So, I'm not going to be uh, that over quite. The, the draw is the worst thing that can happen to us, really, because I don't think it's good for us and it's certainly not good for them. So, if we're 1-1 with five minutes to go, let's chuck the kitchen sink at them. That's what I reckon. But I think that we nick it. I think like they've got their best hope of winning Satan this season – and I think getting into the Champions League is to to win the Champions League, and they will look at it and think Real Madrid not not as in the great side, and uh, not in the greatest form, but still got to be taken seriously. And also, you know, then they have got Chelsea, if, probably in the semi final if they come through Portway, so they've got a good chance of getting to the final here. Yeah? Um, but um, they'll have one eye certainly on um, on um, on Tuesday night, and also with all these internationals and everything like that. They might they might have to rest a few of their superstars if they want to, um, or uh, n- unless there, something could happen in that game there. So I think that we we'll have one eye on the um, um, Champions League, and I think that will help us out.
0: Two one, yeah, I'm with you, mate. Two one to the
3: Arsenal. I'm going. I am going two one to
0: the Arsenal. I think
3: we Mohamed el Neni in the side apparently he scored another screamer today in the chat
2: oh, I, I retweeted it have a look at it he's he, he, is that not it was, is that not from like three years ago no no he, so quick one mohammed el neni basically got left out of the team the other day on thursday for egypt had a massive falling out with a manager the manager asked him at half time if he could warm up to come on and el neni refused and said i'm not playing for the rest of the game and apparently refused to play today uh, but they've obviously sorted it out apparently Mo Salah was brokering the discussions between them because he started the game today and within about four or five minutes he scored an absolute worldie but apparently Mohamed Elneny is is not getting on with this Egyptian manager and he's told him if you're not going to start me then don't call me up which is incredible <laughs> this yeah. is Mohamed Elneny
3: wow how do- Should be getting straight in the Arsenal team ahead of Granite Xhaka any day of the week. Get him in the side, <laughs> Mohamed El Nini. <laughs> Lad, it's been an absolute
0: pleasure um, talking to you this evening, as always. That's been good. I think, that, I think we've come up with two good teams there. Um, who would win out of the two teams? Cool. In the comments below. Team one. Team put it in, one. Your, team put one. it in the comments. Um, put it in the comments below. Thanks for all you all for hanging around and listening to us. Uh, or or, and watching us if you're watching on replay thank you very much indeed if you're listening to us on audio thank you very much indeed if you could hit the like button it would help us out um, greatly if you could do that for me Uh, until we see you again uh, on Wednesday at half eight me and judge return with a question of Arsenal then on Thursday we have four men and a mic and on Friday Dan um, is bringing you the team talk on Friday so yeah I'm just going to put this up one more time so we can um, come out with this. Obviously, the uh, 20th anniversary um, of David Rowcastle's death um, this year. Obviously, rest in peace, David, never forgotten. Um, we'll see you again on Wednesday. Until we do, up the Arsenal. Take care of yourselves and each other.
2: This
3: podcast is part of the Sport Social Podcast Network.